uh, I am. My brain is on half speed. Like when you put a podcast on quick speed, mm-hmm. I'm the opposite. I'm on half speed. So it's like. So, so, so like is this mean just... I'm going to be carrying this podcast? <laughs> no, it just means we, we, we may be doing this as quickly. Not quickly as possible, but we may be cutting this short. But I will tell you, let's talk about New Year's because. Did you I fall asleep on the host bed of a party? <laughs> I did not. Did you? I, I didn't even go to a party, no. Oh, okay. What, Tara did something earlier and like a couple of weeks before. She's like, what are we doing for a new year? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, are we going to like a party or going out? And I'm like, do we have a friend who's invited us to go to a party or go out? Like, we don't just, what are you talking about? Who, who are you? Yeah. Like, like are there plans that we've been invited to that I'm not aware yeah, of? I'm missing. Like, it felt like she was like getting around the fact that it was like, because someone has invited us someplace. And I was just like, no, we will not be doing that. Um, but we, uh, we ended up, st- we went out to a restaurant here. Like there's a nice new little seafood restaurant right around the corner from us had a great meal came back and we've i've decided i'm going to find something a movie when we watch it at new year that something and time it so that something spectacular happens at midnight because this year we watched the fugitive of course we did because i got it on 4k for christmas i'm so happy for you and we timed it so that dr richard kimball jumped off the dam right at (laughs) midnight Okay. We thought that was really fun. Yeah. So, what what do you think is going to be on the docket? And also, do you have to like go to a website to like look up where? Well, since it was a movie I'd seen, I just went and found that spot oh, in it, yeah, and then did point. the math, and then went back and started it. But if you're doing this at home, Craniacs, remember that if you hit play from the menu, you'll still have a few seconds as it loads the the movie up. So don't do it that way. Actually, go back, go to zero, and pause it. Oh, okay, that's a good call. Sorry, Leo's decided to kind of get off the couch. <laughs> And and is now I think perhaps wondering why he's done so. Keep scooching, keep move that caboose. <laughs> How was your uh, holidays? How was your New Year? Uh, holidays were great. They were very chill. They were very low key. Um, I got mm-hmm. to see a lot of friends in Dallas um, that I really only get to see like once a year. So that was that was nice. Um, and New Year's. Sorry, just. When you have a blind dog, they just tend to bump into everything. So we're just going <laughs> to, he's just going to sit in mom's lap for a little bit. Um, and New Year's, I mean, it was very low key. We watched, uh, we went and got ramen, which I really wanted. I just like all like the latter part of last week, I was like, I really want ramen. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, we should do this for New Year's. So we went and got ramen. And then we watched one of my favorite movies that Matt had never seen, The American President. I don't think I've seen that. I think I've okay, seen. Okay, what is, what is wrong with all of you people? <laughs> Say again. What is wrong with all of you people? I I think it's one of those movies that I've seen so many pieces of mm-hmm. on TNT mm-hmm. that I, but I don't think I've sat down and like watched it start to finish. That was like me and Dirty Dancing. I felt like I'd seen the whole and like Die Hard. I felt like I'd seen the whole thing in mm-hmm. bits and pieces. Um, if you're a fan of the West Wing, you will love the American President. Also, American President came out in 1995, and the topics they were discussing so incredibly relevant to today that you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Great. We didn't fix anything. Um, Did, did, what what was I going to say? Did you ever have like a video growing up? Like I have movies that you may be too young. Like I may be the last of this kind of generation or it's very specifically mine where there are movies that I have like, I watched. So like, for example, here's one, one for me for a long time was Ghostbusters where I watched the version we taped off of ABC, Mm -hmm. which had like, un PG 13 rated scenes. It was like the wonderful world of Disney or something. Mm-hmm. So it was super G rated and they had alternate takes of jokes. Oh, and like I knew that for so long. But the other thing I was going to say is where like you didn't catch the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So like you, ne- you, you've got like, if it's a, a 90 minute movie, there's like 80 minutes of it that you like have memorized mm-hmm. down. But the first 10 minutes you're like, Oh, kind of shaky on. Yes. Did you ever have anything like uh, that? Yes. I think I want to say for my family, it was lady in the tramp. Um, mm. We had it on, I, I can still visualize the label on the bl- like blank VHS that says like yes. lady in the tramp and like maybe Cinderella were recorded on the same one. I want to say we missed like, a snippet at the very beginning of Lady and the Tramp. Um, right. Yeah. And that in between that and Cinderella, there's like an, a late 80s ad for the Disney Channel because it was on the Disney Channel. So 
I'm sure I've talked about this before, but there are things I've watched where I like watch them again on streaming, and I'm like, specifically the the Ewok Adventure, I, which I, is a TV I knew the movie. Ewok Adventure was coming. Yeah, out. I knew that was coming. And out. it's just like there are commercials I have ingrained in there. But for more on Laurel's thoughts on Lady and the Tramp, listen to the Tara and Ryan's. Yes, Princess listen to the Princess Diaries episode about Lady and the Tramp. Also, hey, did you ever watch the live action one? No. I, I couldn't bring okay. myself to. Also, um, aren't <laughs> I supposed to be coming on Princess Diaries to talk about cars? We are doing Jim Henson next, we decided. But you, I think, are our cars person for whenever we get to Pixar. Okay. okay. Um, oh, okay. Oh, you're not doing Pixar at all yet. Okay, got it. Um, I'm really behind on my podcast. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, as long as you still rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, of course. Always. <laughs> That's all I do. And that goes for you out there, too. Yeah. <laughs> But first, rate, review, and subscribe, Craniacs, in case this you haven't. This one. Uh, if you can only rate, review, subscribe one podcast today, make it Craniacs. Yes. If you can review two. Uh, I have a, another topic for us to discuss. I know you've brought to the podcast before, and that is selling mm-hmm. things on Facebook Marketplace. Ooh, how's that going for you? Are you doing that? I'm doing that because I'm moving at the, towards Ooh. the end of the month to a new apartment, and it's just a good time to like get rid of stuff. It's well, I've been able to look at things now with a lens of like, have I used this since I moved to back to the state of Texas? And the answer for a lot of things is no, or mm-hmm. so sparingly that it is not worth keeping. Like I'm sad to say my immersion blender. Um, and so, but, but I've been really like judicious about what I'm actually selling on Facebook marketplace. My rule of thumb is like, if I would sell for $10 or less, it's just getting donated to Goodwill. It's not worth right. the, like the, the, the pain. Um, so the, the things that I've sold so far have been like a little Le Creuset baking pan, uh, baking dish um, that like, like the a real tiny one. You might make like a little personal like cornbread or like a cornbread for two in or something. Uh, some Tiffany's champagne flutes that said along the bottom, like 50 year member of American Express. It was clearly a re-gift to me. <laughs> but they came in a really nice box and they're really nice champagne flutes if you just don't really look at the bottom where it says that um i tried to sell uh like a kate spade bracelet i had that didn't no, i had no takers on that that was fine um but today i caught someone in a facebook scam nice and i reported them to facebook and i replied to their message with busted <laughs> And did they immediately disappear forever? No, no. I replied busted that. and then I reported them and Facebook was like, like, would you like to prevent this person from contacting you? And I was like, this isn't even a real person, but yeah. So I, they would not have had a chance to do anything. So, um, but yeah, yeah just the, uh, just, like the number of messages you get with absolutely no response and like, Hey, is this available? And like a minute later, I'm like, yes, it is. And that's it. I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I don't understand why people just spam like is because you can you can hit a button that will automatically send the is this available yes, yes response yeah I've been over this two million times but yeah it's it's it makes me think that people it's it's weird to me to think that people have like text or DM interactions that aren't the same as if they were talking to someone yeah because they don't think of it that way it's like I I, I really always want to do them like think about if you if you were looking me in the face mm-hmm. and doing this where it's like you go fifty and it's like no, it's a hundred. Give me fifty. Like yeah. it's like, why would you talk to someone like this? Well, to the fact, to the point that I was selling the TV that I've had in my bedroom, and it's not a smart TV. It's but it's a it's a good TV. But like you're gonna need a Chromecast or a Roku or something. <laughs> Sounds like you're talking about your least favorite child. It's not a smart TV, but it's a good TV. <laughs> it's a good TV. It's just not a smart TV. <laughs> it was before the smart TVs. I won it in my office holiday uh, raffle back, uh, nice. you know, in 2011, uh, and. I, I, like one person was like really interested and then she goes oh is it a smart tv ma'am read the description but i was like no it's not like i use a chromecast for it she was like oh i'm really interested in a smart tv thanks anyway and i was like you were the only person who has closed the loop on anything like yeah <laughs> yeah i i've told people like thank you so much for letting me know when they say like hey i got a found a better offer yeah. or no i'm like I, I i go thank you so much for letting me know so many people just ghost me like I'm trying to put out in the world what I want to receive exactly. back, I guess. And one guy was like, would you accept this? It's for a teenager. And I'm like, first of all, I'm already selling it for very little. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, like, n- n- no time like the present to learn the value of goods <laughs> and that you have to pay for things. Uh, and then he had this whole thing of like, could you, he was like, where you live is really far away. Could you meet here? And it was like, 
22, 22 and 360. And I was like, yes. And he was like, okay, there's a, there's like a, there like name some restaurant there. He's like, we could meet there. And I was like, yes, we could meet in the parking lot there. And then just never heard from him again. Yeah. That's the, I hate that so much, but like, yeah, I, 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 when people ghost you, when people like, especially when they build up to something and they disappear, I've had things like that where they're like, could you please give me a discount? And here's like the story. And most of the time I'm like, yeah, sure. Cause I'm just trying to get rid of stuff. And I've been beaten down by Facebook mm-hmm. marketplace at this point. I'm just like, you know, now the people who are like $5, I'm like, take it. Um, but, uh, I, what I'll do is I'll go, Hey, let me hold on to this for a little bit and see if I can get the full price for it. If not, I'll, we'll talk. Mm-hmm. I've done that a few times. Um, I've had people. Uh, well, the thing I hate the most is people who show up when it's a large item, and then you help them get it in the truck, and then they want to start haggling. And I'm just like, you can back that back out now. Like I had one person do that one time where it was like a desk or something. And they start haggling, and I was like, no, I said this. And they're like, well, I have this, and I'm like, well, then you can take it out of the truck. And then guess what? The other twenty five bucks or whatever made an appearance yeah i'm like not my problem like we said this i have to say that's never happened to me um great i've sold now like i don't even need two hands for the number of things i've sold on facebook marketplace but i'm now past the point of doing the facebook marketplace dance and the rest of things i have that either are going to be hard to get rid of or i just like the amount of money i'd make off them is so is not worth the time now i just posted a bunch of things in my buy nothing group and i am like Mm -hmm, whoever mm -hmm. can take these things the soonest are the people who get like priority. And so one person was like, I would love that chair. And I was like, great. Can you come by today or tomorrow? And she was like, I can't come until the 11th. And I was like, then I'm going to leave it up because I need this gone. Like, <laughs> that's the other thing is we had something on that buy nothing can really like, because I've had the experience where I would go on there and I'd be like, it's it, what the buy nothing group we had. It was like, get to know your neighbor mm-hmm. real. And I was like, what you're doing Foster is you're creating this generosity. Yeah. Or if you, or if you, it was supposed to be, you're supposed to listen to people's stories and decide who gets the thing. And I'm like, that's weird. That's a weird, that's also like not, that's a great excuse to be racist, homophobic, like bigoted, whatever, like, and make those decisions based on that. So I do things. I, so I start going on there and be like, Hey, if you can tell me who the WWE intercontinental champion was for between here and here, you win it. And like, and like, They'd look it up or someone mm-hmm. be like, no, or whatever. I'd put trivia. Mm-hmm. And if the first person to guess it gets it. And then sure enough, there's people who's like, I'd love to be considered. And I'm like, well, then answer the GD question, so, you know? <laughs> I, I do like, have to say my buy nothing group says in your posting, say how you will be deciding. Is it first come, first serve, which is what I said for today. I was like, first come, first serve. Yeah. Are you using a rum- random number generator? Sometimes people will be like, I need a new Christmas movie to watch. Everybody lists some and then I'll like whichever one. I like the sound of like, I'll pick you or whatever. Like people yeah. would do stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I've also had like, here's a picture of all the shit behind my house. Come get it. Oh, yes. <laughs> like I've done that. It's like, there's a bunch of crap out by the trash. We'll be bleeping that out. Yeah. But like, uh, come get it. Leave me alone. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've, I, it, it, you can always tell my buy nothing's uh, like how much work I've done that day. <laughs> Yeah. And I have to say one thing that is like slightly annoying about the buy nothing is that I, you know, don't have a front porch and so much of it is like porch pickup or porch drop off. And I'm like, I can Mm -hmm. do a porch pickup, but like someone can't drop something off on my porch. And so I end up like driving around, you know, dropping stuff off. Like today I dropped off an instant pot with, you know, in front of someone's apartment door and stuff. But I was like, you know, know, it just ends up being a lot of my time too. Yeah, I, I have had times where I'm like, I will drive it to you. That's how much I want to get it out of my house. And it's mm-hmm. like, Tara, has, there was something where it was like, literally like, I got like protein heavy instant oatmeal or something like that. And I took one, I had one pack and I went, I don't like this. And we were trying to give it away. And this woman like every day for like a week was trying to get it. And finally we're like, it's in the, the mailbox. And she, it was like, if you want to come get it, come get it. She's like, I will get it today. I promise. And it was always something happened, but she never told us. It was always why she hadn't come, not mm-hmm. why she isn't coming. And literally, like, that next day, the the post office person took the, the, the box of oatmeal out of the mailbox and, like, brought it in our mail. It was like, hey, this was in your mailbox. Someone must have – it's a weird prank. And we're like, 
I hate this. I was so mad at this woman. And she and you go back and you look at our buy nothing, and she says, "I would love to be considered on effing everything." Okay, like hangers, boxes. Like, good lord, woman. <laughs> it, it's funny because somebody said that on my post today, where I was like, you know, this chair, this instant pot, and I said like first come first serve, and one person was like, "I want the instant pot," and I'd already commented to be like, "I'm sending you a private message." And then another woman said, I would love to be considered for the Instant Pot. And I was like, there's no considering, man. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think some people do where they're like, hey, look at me. Like, it's, it's, a weird, it's, a, it's a weird system. Facebook is weird. I, I will say, I I, like, mine thing. does I'm not. Still... Like, some people, times people will be like, you know, oh, I'm giving away all of these pipe cleaners. Let me know what you would use them for. And inevitably someone's like, I'm an elementary school teacher and I'd love to use them for art projects. Like, yeah. okay, when that you're asking for, like, I don't, I don't want a full story. I don't, but sometimes people will give that, like, I like, I want the instant pot because I'm trying to cook more curries or something. Like, no, I don't care. I well, don't it almost care. feels like the Miss America pageant where it's like, here's my talent and here's the, like weird things that I'm like, I guess uh, you win an instant pot. Yeah. But anyway, I will say that instant pot was claimed in three minutes. So <laughs> now, if anybody needs an end table and lives in Austin and wants a lovely, uh, Ryan can kind of see it. <laughs> Right Craniacs here. at C R A N E I A C S. It's twenty-two by twenty-two, uh, and oh, it's a lovely, lovely wood. Yeah, it, it, it's solid wood. I'm pretty sure it's from Pottery Barn. It's from my old roommate in DC. Oh um, it's got a Craniacs, shelf. You'd be on, dumb not to take this. It's thing. got a shelf on the bottom that holds my printer, so it's really versatile. Um, so yeah, you know, free to to a good home that will just provide it love and always use a coaster. So hilarious. So, do you want to jump into these? Let's do it. Um, I'm really Hello, interested in your, as your thoughts on these episodes. So, yeah. yeah, I went back and forth on them quite a bit. But hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. And we have we have incredible offers and deals. <laughs> Come to us. Yeah, I mean, have you and Tara, not to go back to like purging and stuff, uh, have you and Tara like done a big like purge for your move? We did. We could probably use another one. A little bit here, but I think we already, that was what we did like last year. Like most of our stuff's in the garage and everything else is just set up as like, uh, you know, kind of staging and mm -hmm. stuff like that. We had some people social in show some interest and be like, they might come back. We're having an open house tomorrow. So that's Ooh, exciting. That is exciting. Um, folks, we are talking today about season 11, episode 15, Caught in the Act. And another one after that, but this is what we're talking about right now. Uh, Frazier's libido fights a losing <laughs> battle with his conscience when his, in parentheses, married ex-wife, children's entertainer Nanny G comes to town and invites him backstage for a rendezvous. This may win the award for my favorite uh, IMDb synopsis. Yeah, it's doing a lot. Do you want to hear the Hulu one? Because I actually wrote it down because it was so short. Frazier sure. so, horny. That's so now, so now no, you'll understand why I was very confused as this episode started. Frazier's got the hots for his ex-wife. So I assumed Lilith oh, yeah, was coming yeah. back. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they've mentioned Nanny G before. She was in that one episode where it was like all his, yes. ex, all the women in his life were appearing but to him. Someone, and I want to say it might be Brad. Someone has told us on Twitter before that Nanny G, because at one point, yeah, early in the season, when, or series, when Frazier was like, "No, I've been been married twice and left to the altar once," and I was like, "He hasn't been married twice." And you you were like, no, he was married before in Cheers. And I was like, mur, mur, mur. And I want to say it was Brad who was like, no, he was married to Nanny G. She was played mm -hmm. by Emma Thompson in Cheers. She's played by somebody else earlier in Frasier. And then she's played by Laurie Metcalf in the final season. Yes, I remember. I didn't. I was going to go back and watch the Emma Thompson uh, episode. And then I didn't. So uh, story. I will. I, yeah. So this is the third actress to play Nanny G. I had that trivia up here a sec. Laurie Metcalf, who Laurel like all timer this this guest episode this guest appearance so like this is amazing good and for the longest time i always just thought of laurie metcalf as uh jackie on roseanne and was never mm -hmm. a, never a big roseanne fan and uh i don't think i was a fan of the character of jackie i, I truly don't remember a whole lot about it but um i, I always kind of thought of laurie of laurie metcalf was always playing really whiny people and i loved this this character yeah. for her i just heard a story i was listening there's a mike berbiglia has a podcast called working it out i don't know if you've heard that one mm -mm. 
Um, it's it's interesting. It's a lot of like process, and like they'll literally sit there and work on jokes with mm-hmm. comedians. But every once in a while, he has someone who's not a comedian on. It's a little more uh, interviewee, and he had Nathan Lane on because he had an interesting story about like how Nathan Lane kind of helped his career and this sort of thing. But they were talking about Laurie Metcalf because they were talking about I think it was Nathan Lane and. God, I want to say Denzel Washington, but that seems almost all right. But they've played like the same character in like a Shakespeare production of something. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Denzel. Well, it surprised me that Nathan Lane would do Shakespeare, but Denzel Washington like does a lot. Or something. They did something where they played the same character, and it was like a really menacing thought. And like he goes, "I've never met." Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm mixing up stories. But whoever it was, he went up to him and he said. You and I are you like he said. You're the only other person who gets what I'm. Go- uh, he said it to Nathan. Lane, he goes, you, you, you're one of the only people who gets what I'm going through right now. And Nathan was like, Oh yeah, with the with the the character he's playing. And he was talking about how people like, you know, you get into like a really dark character. It's hard. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you go home and you have to sit with it for a while. And he said, Not Lori Metcalf. I've seen her play like horrifying characters. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, so you guys want to get something to eat or like what do you want to do? Like apparently she's like really dives into it and then the second she's off stage she's thinking about like oh, what do I got to do tomorrow like, like yeah. I thought that was a really interesting she's done a lot of stage stuff she did a production they did a, a live production of Misery with her in the um, Kathy Bates role mm. and Bruce Willis in the in the James Conn role mm-hmm. and I heard it was inter- I heard Bruce had a hard time doing stage stuff but like apparently she like carried him through the whole thing and it was still was entertaining but I really wanted to see that but I didn't get to Well and she um, was just in everything like she is in mm-hmm. Runaway Bride as like the town bakery owner she is just in so many I mean she, I don't think she was nominated for an Oscar until Lady Bird and I remember them thinking not only for the performance does she deserve the Oscar but there was like almost the like legacy Oscar going to her to like reward her career kind of. I just feel like mm. she's somebody who has sneakily been in everything and has this very long uh, IMDb catalog that whereas for me, I'm like, Oh, she played the sister on Roseanne and she was like the bakery owner in runway, right? Like if you ask me to name five things she's in, I don't know if I can just off the top of my head because she's in so many things, but in like smaller roles. Well, uh, Laurel, this is won't be the only time that her and Frasier are in something together, as uh, they're both in Toy Story Two. Her as Andy's mom and Frasier as Stinky Pete, the prospector. You do know that Toy Story um, Two is my favorite of all the Toy Stories. It's the best one. It, yeah, it's great. I adore it. Um, I did not know she voiced Andy's mom. That's yes, wonderful trivia. Um, and she, of course, I and knew John was Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete. It's just a. I think people always go the prospector. I'm like, no, no, no. Please. Put some respect on him. Please. His name is Stinky. His Christian Pete. name is Stinky His Pete. His Christian name is 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 Stinkifer <laughs> Peter. I don't know. Stinkiest um, Peter. Stinkiest. There we go. Uh, her, her and John Mahoney. I'm on the IMDb trivia page. They were both in uh, Steppenwolf Theater Company, which is oh, that's in pretty Chicago, impressive. right? So yeah, yeah, very impressive the caliber. Lots. I think. Malkovich, Gary Sinise, uh, what's his name? Ed Harris. I think they're all Steppenwolf people. Yeah. So wasn't Steppenwolf? It was started by a bunch of actors who are who are now like you know kind of mm-hmm. those uh, wizened elders of kind of the stage now. But I want to say yeah. they started by like, like what, Harold Ramis. Am I making this up? I might be making this up. He he was Second City. So Second he did City, Second okay. City. He was in the Canadian groups. Uh, Can- I think it was Toronto Second City. It's really funny because I was actually watching a bunch of those skits yesterday or the day before because that stuff when i was a kid i was, I was uh, it was always on comedy central i was like this sucks <laughs> and like now i'm like these are really funny like they're kind of weird subversive like or like off mainstream like there was a whole thing where it was rick moranis as as uh michael mcdonald and he kept running into a studio to sing his one backup line and then he'd go do something else and almost forget he had to come back and then run in and sing another backup line it was so bizarre it was like and they kept doing all these skits where they would pitch uh, Rick Moranis as like the the hunk in a weird way, which works when he's the only one on screen, mm-hmm. but the second someone else comes in and he's so tiny, it's just all very, very bizarre. And, and like John Candy's doing all these different characters and impressions, which is something I feel like I, I don't know. It was just it was just interesting to watch. But yeah, Harold Ramis was on there too. He did this whole thing where it was like it was a medical commercial, but it was like, did you know that over twenty thousand people die every year? <laughs> are you one of them are you dead here are some signs that you could be dead and it's like 
no, no like lack of appetite. Like it's all like just strange, like minor stuff. It was really funny. But um yeah, so like she kills it in this and I went I found myself going back to little scenes mm-hmm. with her and rewatching them, watching her because when someone else is delivering a line, she is still doing business in a way that is amazing. She, There's she, a, she is a, that is a true stage actor. Like you yes. are always doing something in the scene that your character would be doing. Cause anyone at any time in the audience could just be looking at you. And like Emma Thompson was the first Nanny G and Emma, like Emma, Emma Thompson is, is just perfect. Like I love her so much, but, so and I was, was like, Nanny G was British when Emma Thompson played her. I don't, think so okay. and I, even if she was th- i mean they even make the joke how long it's been since this character's been on screen again it's like do you know any how to just play the same character for 20 years yeah. look at frazier i that was a really good meta joke the the crowd in this one was so funny they went nuts for that mm-hmm. joke and then literally when they're doing the whole thing on stage so apparently that was filmed somewhere else and then they just showed it to the audience to get their reaction oh. and according to this i read this they were played back on a tv monitor to get a laugh track the audience laughed so loud that the volume had to be turned down to avoid drowning out the dialogue. Wow. And I, I wrote in my notes before I looked at, looked up the notes on this. Um, boy, the audience is like, this is killing in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're, they're, they're living for this, this scene. I, so you, you know how I always often don't love like a madcap episode, like with Frasier. Sometimes I feel like it like cheapens like Frasier a little bit. I found mm-hmm. this episode hilarious. I I think I would like it better. I think on a second viewing, it'd be a, a an all timer. I think my problem with it in the first viewing was when when he's in the bed and they're lifting it up onto stage. Mm-hmm. I think it was mostly because it was a children's show. I was like, oh god, don't do this. Like I don't know why I was getting that like office vibe. And I also mm. was like, because this one, because I think I wrote this one is very horny. It's oh. extremely horny. Like. One of Fraser's first lines is him talking about how he hasn't gotten laid in six months. Yeah. And it's, I think it's one of those ones that having seen it, knowing where they went with it, because sometimes when I see horny Fraser episodes, I kind of like, all right, where are we going with this, Kelsey? But like this one was so like, they made him look like a fool. Like he mm-hmm. was, it was so funny. Like it's, it's, I, I think it's an all timer. I, like I said, I probably like it even better uh, the second time. Um, well, I'll say that for LOLs. Well, yeah, the, I, the, the, the premise is that Nanny G has come to Seattle. She's doing a book signing. She's going to have a show. And when Roz finds out that Frazier used to be married to her, which I have to say, Roz just really skipped right over. She was right. like, I would be like, what? Um, when she finds that out, she st- begs Frazier to come to the bookstore with her for the signing and to like get her and Alice tickets, which by the way, we finally see Alice again. I was like, oh, hey, Alice. Yeah. And she gets no lines, but is really in there for a long time. So... Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like, he's like, well, we used to have a thing and blah, blah, blah which is kind of the whole thing. I think in, in the, in her cheers episode, she comes and tries to steal him away from Lilith. Okay. Like that's the bit is like there. <laughs> and, and Lori Metcalf, when she sees Roz, she's like, oh wow, you look like so much like, like healthier <laughs> so than last time. So you really cheeks. got some color in your cheeks and she thinks it's Lilith. I'm so good. This isn't Lilith. <laughs> um, I but, think I think in the other one it's she's flirting with Frazier, but she's doing it like a clown, like very clowny ooh. type of ways, and so she's getting away with it. And he's like, no, 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 or something like and that. So I don't know. Frazier's it's, it's a while since I saw it. Roz that like while their marriage didn't work out, that they just had this like undeniable passion, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that, and so he's like kind of warns Roz a little bit, but also while she after she greets him and Roz and is talking to Alice, Frazier's like, I'm divorced. I'm yeah. single. I'm free as a bird. And she's not cold to him, but she's like not picking it up at all. So you think? Yeah, even Roz is like she's not taking the bait. One moment, Craniacs. Can I see what is on your uh, beer bottle? Oh, uh huh. It's a little parka. It's a little you man. Zip around <laughs> your your beer bottle. I got this in my office white elephant last year. I have another one too that's like a buffalo plaid. Call- and it's legitimately got it's a it's a parka, but it's like it looks like there's arms and they're uh-huh. sticking them in the, in a, the pockets. Yeah, and so I'll, I'll post I'll post a link, everybody. Yeah, I, you stick your fingers in, you just drink. I call it a cozy. It's a koozie that's cozy, so it's a cozy. I missed I missed what it was when you like I didn't see it till just now, 
And so it looks like it's got handles on it. So for a second, it looked like you were just chugging maple syrup, like uh-huh. a maple syrup bottle I mean, with the little like don't, don't handles put, on. Don't put it past me. But yeah, you just you unzip it, and uh, yeah, then they just you just take it off. Um, well, you better zip it up now. When it's unzipped like that, it looks like he's sending signals. Yeah, well, yeah I'm not taking the bait, though. Um, they also have ones <laughs> for the summer that are like life vests. So That's funny. Um, so, yeah, so she so she's kind of cold or, or ignoring it. And then she has everyone. My, my favorite thing is her manager's like, Nanny G has to go. So she can't do any more signatures. She goes, well, I can sing one song. And my note was, if you didn't sing the song, you could probably finish that line yeah. for the signatures. Yeah. And so they sing the and Peekaboo song. And I have to say, Lori Metcalf's commitment to being like a child's entertainer was so good. Legit. I mean, like, yeah. if I didn't know that was Lori Metcalf, I would just be like, oh, wow, they must have hired somebody who clearly is like, you know, a kid's entertainer or something. She, was she wasn't She was overplaying it like. Not at all. It was when perfect. When she's doing the kid stuff, the kid stuff is not for jokes. It's everything around it. Like, yeah. I, I, like all, all the songs she was singing, I was like, these are good bops. <laughs> She's she's great. Um, and then it was, she makes everybody else close their eyes so she can make out with Frazier and no yeah. one watches. Yeah. And she is all over him like, to a hilarious degree. When she shows up later at his apartment and she's all over him and then she realizes there are people there. And then you find out that her uh, manager is actually her husband. Yeah, I actually would have been kind of mad if I were you and I'd read the IMDb synopsis where it talks about that she's married because I went into this whole thing thinking she wasn't married. And so when... When she announces that what Donald is her husband, I was like, yes. <gasps> well, I mean, the good news is, uh, Laurel, that I don't read these before I oh. <laughs> before I watch the Fair. episode. So um, her face, there's a part where she, so like she is my God, she is thirsty for Frazier. Oh, my gosh. Like like hilariously. And she's like, I'm tired of being Annie G. I want to be bad for once. Mm-hmm. And they're like making out in the kitchen and everyone can see them behind Donald. And there's a part, so she's looking for any excuse to um, get Donald out of there, hook up with Frazier. And Frazier's like, you know, again, like it says, fighting a losing battle. His libido is fighting a losing mm-hmm. battle with his conscience. But there's a part where Donald gets a call and he's like, oh no, Mr. Bunny is using again. Is using again. That's what he says. And which is a funny line, but Craniacs, if you're watching this episode, Watch Mulory Medcalf's face because she looks right at Frazier and her eyes get big and she's like, oh, yeah. Like she basically things like it's on and it's such a hilarious look. And she does it. Like I said, I kept going back and being like trying to pay attention to what was going on, but like catching her little bits mm-hmm. as she was going. She's so good in this. Like like she she wins a CB for how good this whole uh, thing was. I, I don't want to look at the Emmy nominations. You know, I do that at the end of the season. Uh, I am going to put money now on her being. Don't don't you look either. Uh, well, I did, and I will tell you that it won an Emmy for art direction or something because I was going to talk about that with a set. Well, I want to say that I bet Laurie Metcalf gets nominated for an Emmy for guest star. Outstanding art direction for a multi-camera series because I wrote that too. Like the first time, so... He goes to see her. She's like, meet me after the show. And he goes before the show to be like, I can't do this. And they go downstairs and there's like the bed in the prop department. Because mm-hmm, one of her big songs is Nanny's Messy Bed. Yeah. Well, at first she just, she, she kind of says it, but then she like undoes her buttons. She's like, take me, Frazier. But they cut to this over the top yes! shot. Yes. This overhead camera. Which, yes. Which I didn't realize later plays in when the, the bed gets, r- rises oh. to the thing. So when I see it the first time, I'm just like, my God, that's a, like, why did we pay to have a camera on like a jig or something mm-hmm. up there for that one shot? Like that seems like a lot. But then it's like they go up on stage and they basically put on a whole production for, you know, like it's it's all these different camera mm-hmm. angles. It, it's very jarring for what you're used to in Frasier, but very good. And apparently Emmy award winning. Yes. And so she and Frasier are... Uh, what is it in flagrante delicato uh and (laughs) yes and her beds the bed that she's on which by the way is an enormous bed like it's very much a stage bed it's huge yes it starts to rise because the show starts with like nanny g waking up in bed and like singing a song about like her messy bed and everything and so frazier refuses to jump off of the bed because he says it's too high and she's like aim for your clothes and he goes oh no my clothes (laughs) 
I, that that part was I can't tell you how like quickly I would have broken an ankle getting off that bed. Like it made me so uncomfortable he wasn't jumping off that bed. Well, I was also just like Fraser, shimmy to the end, move your legs off, turn like turn around and then like dangle by your hands and then just drop. It won't be as far if you do that. I would take a broken something over <laughs> what was about to happen. Uh, and so Nanny G starts her show and everything and all of the animals come out like the panda and the kangaroo and there's two bunnies and I'm like, why are there two bunnies? Uh, and they're singing about like, you know, oh, like starting the day and everything. And she, the whole time, they're all like jumping on Frasier on the bed because he's under the covers. And finally, they, you can see Roz and Alice in the audience, like clapping their hands and enjoying themselves and everything. And Nanny G at one point says to Frasier, like, put this on. And she hands something to him under the covers. And he's like, no, are you kidding? And she's like, it's the only way out. <laughs> so just as they're about to make the bed as the, at the end of the song, she's like, oh, there's another surprise in here. It's a baby brother. And it's Frasier now wearing a baby bonnet and like uh, like a toga diaper. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, that di- diaper had a, it looked like it had a load in it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it didn't, but he had, I guess, Kelsey's got dumpy butt. Anyway, so <laughs> we're going to get off this as quickly as possible. Um, but yeah, he dances around and then that, that just ends. There's mm-hmm. like, there's a, there's the cold close, but I didn't know if they were going to like wrap it up and like Frazier's learned his lesson, but no, they were just like, this is ending on the performance. I, I, I like, I, <sighs> you, you want to rate it? Oh, do you have any LOLs? Let's see. Well, I wrote down I about, do. do you have any idea what it's like to play the same character for 20 years? Oh, I have a few LOLs about, uh, uh, Niles buying the sweater, the very expensive. Oh yeah, expensive yeah that was pretty sweater funny. that Niles has bought. Where he said he spent half a semester on a sweater while he and Daphne are trying to save money for their child's college fund. And mm-hmm. then Roz, when Fraser's talking at the bookstore about his and Nanny G's love life, she says, "Next time you say something like that, cover my ears." Well, do you know? Do you remember what he said? He said because I've got like, that written down. Something about oh, a, I've like got a it. Romp like it's been. He, it's been a while since I've romped through the perfume garden of of Eros. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Um, orphans get all the breaks. Wrote that down too when Martin was complaining that he had to pay for their entire wedding because she didn't have any family. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. What, what about you? I feel like you had some. Uh, I liked when he referred to it as as SpongeBob hot pants. Made me laugh because it's also like SpongeBob and Fraser are two like for them to exist at the same time and even like mention each other is weird to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um. But yeah, that's what I got. What? How did you rate this one? Um, I think I would give this um, seven Diego sweaters that Niles alleges he bought at the Gap. That's funny because I I think I would rate it higher the second time, and I gave it eight second piece of pie arguments, which was something I forgot he said. It was like that's your argue that's your second piece of pie argument or whatever it was. Oh, I don't remember that. It was he was saying doesn't if it's something you want shouldn't isn't shouldn't you isn't it worse to not indulge in what you want? And he's like that's your argument for getting a second piece of pie, and I thought that was funny. Fair, fair. Um, uh, I, give me a sec, Laurel. I think we might have some mail. Oh, did I make that up? I made I made that up. Okay. It was the Thanksgiving tradition ones. So I did. Okay, so second episode is probably the most creative title <laughs> of any episode we've had. Uh, season 11, episode 16, Boo! No, Laurel, Laurel, I wasn't... It, that was the name of the episode. Oh. Laurel, are you okay? Oh, oh I just... I, my heart skipped a beat. And so scene. <laughs> We're so good. I think, uh, I, picked, Fraser I, think acc- I picked up on that pretty quick. <laughs> this is very great. Fraser accidentally gives Martin a mild heart attack <laughs> by scaring him dressed as a clown comma holding a knife i like that they felt the need to include that second part yes. in there like so I mean, it's I ridiculous guess. if fraser starling him dressed as the clown gives him a heart attack also uh, okay so i don't know what the hulu um synopsis was because you know the episode started right up after the previous one but um well i i, I, I feel like that gives too much away imdb yeah, but also this this one is like a sneaky VIE yes. in like a weird way. Yes. Because I didn't like this one very much. I forgot to write it. I'll come up with my uh, rating as we go. But like this one was kind of triggering to me. It's 
something that I feel like I feel like our generation when we were children were one of the last ones that had to deal with this where startling people was like a joke and a funny thing and I feel like that people don't really find that funny anymore well I think I think the other thing that really bothered me about it was all of like Martin just sits there and gaslights him the whole time he's Mm -hmm. like stop he's like Mm -hmm." like literally does that and like I don't want to go into it, but like that really triggered me. Like the whole like, I've asked you not to do this, but he kept doing it mm-hmm. so many times, and then everyone being kind of mad at uh, Fraser. Fraser when he does that, like I, the scene where he's Niles is heaping praise upon Fraser, and he's taking it, and like he gets the whole like emergency room in on it, and then they realize he's the one who caused it. Was very funny. Yes, but like. The, you know, like it—it's just—it's—it it just bugged the heck out of me. It—it it really, like I said, it, it like almost triggered me. Or I was like, it made me uncomfortable. It made me—I go, Martin is a real—is uh, prick a word we're gonna have to? I don't think so. Okay, it was definitely like I was like, that's it. It annoyed the heck out of me. Yeah. Well, and, and so the the opening premise is that Martin intentionally startles Fraser. Uh, because he wants to show Ronnie how Fraser screams like a woman when he is startled. And he does it, does he do it a few more times or just like, oh, he does it, he does it to Fraser in his office when Fraser's, see, after Fraser sees a Oh, yeah, his place of work. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, Fraser is treating a patient who has a fear of clowns, which also struck close to home to, for me because I too have a fear of clowns. Not to the extent of this woman where, like, it would, if I worked at a children's hospital, I would, like, scream every time I saw clowns and like faint or as Fraser says to her at one point you did so much better that time you're still in the room and you didn't throw up uh my fear is not that strong but um yeah I just I don't I I just want to be like that this is just mean and yeah and you make a good point of like Fraser was like can you please stop doing this? And Martin's like, oh, don't be a baby. And just, yeah, that stuff where it's like, what's your, it's like, what is your problem, Martin? Like, and, and that's what I mean by it being like, a, like a generation above us. I feel like we're the ones where this was done to them as like kids and stuff. And their parents would be like, oh, don't be like, don't be a baby. It's just a joke. And everything. I feel like that's something that has just like weakened over time. So I feel like that doesn't really happen yeah, anymore. Absolutely. Um, I also feel like the idea of punching up and punching down has kind of come up and like that's clearly punching down where you're just victimizing someone mm-hmm. for laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I will say when Fraser goes in the other room. Also, what is Daphne's room now? Because he does go back to where Daphne used to live to change uh, into the. Uh, I, I assume it's become a study again because it was, you know, it was a study before Fraser, before Daphne moved in, like in the first episode when Martin's like, "We have an extra room," and he's like, "That's my study." Um, Doesn't he make a joke about a room for his hats or something there, at one point? There, there is a thing up. about a closet for hats. That's just yes, hats. okay, yeah. But um, like, that was my first thought when he went back there. My second thought is with the the when he changes into the clown outfit to scare. Uh, Martin and and actually, let's back up one sec. I want to say I think it's perfectly okay to be weirded out by clowns and to have a suspicion of them. For them to be like, there's nothing wrong with a clown. It's like if someone's dressed as a clown, you should be like, you shouldn't just like give them a pass and be like, clowns are great. Like, what's the situation? Right. What's like, <laughs> like you can't just do that and be like, like when people are like, oh, it's just a clown. He's fine. It's a terrible thing to teach children. It's like he's a this is a nice clown. This is a clown who's at a party or something. That's something, but just like the the like blanket statement of a a person who gets like super makeuped up in a like a thing and just like plays a performance like that's unusual in some situations mm-hmm. and you should have like a certain amount of suspicion of like hey, what's going on? And that should be your next question. There's a clown. The next question out of your mouth shouldn't be like if next thought is like clowns are nice. No, your next thought should be why no. is a clown here? Well, and also <laughs> I think it's fine if you're like at a carnival or a place where it is normal to see a clown and you want to keep your distance. I think that is also appropriate. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I, I'm like, not somebody who's like, let's go get a picture with the clown. Like I can be in situations where clowns are. I will not choose to interact with them. I will keep my distance. Um I, I understand that I mean that the patient he was seeing though was like 
it was impacting her job that she like I sounded like maybe she might lose her job because of the reaction she was having clients I could understand maybe for her working in a children's hospital she was going to need to they were going to need to have the blanket like all clowns are okay in order for her to mm-hmm. be able to like function however I want to say making her sit there with a while a jack-in-the-box cranks <laughs> terrible also isn't that a scene from elf <laughs> oh yeah I've seen elf like once so oh it's great he's, he's testing them and he's just it's just Will Ferrell at his best being like like as it's about so to pop out. That's the thing is like I would shriek regardless because I would be startled. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, don't couple being startled with the things she's the most afraid of. I was kind of like, Fraser, you're not a very good psychiatrist. <laughs> let me let me ask you a question. We can cut this out. We can not put it in. Whatever. If, if you don't want to talk about this, does this fear of clowns or this discomfort with them does it come? Is there an inciting incident? Or uh, yeah, Stephen King's It saw part of it when I was oh, okay, when it okay. first came out when I was five. My dad didn't realize I was like. He thought I was just like playing in the room. He didn't realize I was watching part of it. Yeah. I, uh, Pennywise, specifically Pennywise, not necessarily like clowns in general, but like that whole concept, yeah, is, is like anytime I have like night terrors or whatever, or not night, night terrors, but cerebral nightmares, it always takes the form of that character. Clowns in general, I'm like, like I wouldn't say I'm afraid of them or find them more uncomfortable than other things. It's, it's funny. When I was a kid, there was any time I, 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 my mom used to joke that I was afraid of ugly women. And it was like the, the librarian ghost from uh, Ghostbusters or the woman in um, Princess Bride who's like, boo, boo, like mm-hmm. women who are made up to be like hideous mm-hmm. specifically. Like, like it old wasn't just like, kind of. it wasn't just like, I was like, ooh, she's a six, ah, you know, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm glad to know the age of like seven. You weren't like, mm, she's a six. Man. I don't think so. Uh, you know, <laughs> but it was, but it was just, there was some other stuff. It was like, anytime there was like a witch or like mm-hmm. a hag or something like something like that, it really terrified me as a kid. But like, yeah, clowns, I'm just like, oh, okay. It's like, I'm just like, no, thank you. But it's, it's not like me being like, oh, I love clowns. Like, I don't think there's a lot of people that love clowns. I'm just like, no, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> like this I is have odd. to say, from Modern Family, Cam playing uh, Fizbo oh, did help. Fizbo, with, thank you. With my, it, it, like, in that I, you know, it, it humanized clowns to me a little bit and people mm-hmm. who participate in clowning. <laughs> but uh, it's <laughs> still, I'm never going to be like, oh, it's my kid's birthday. I'm going to hire a clown. Like, absolutely not. Um, thank you for pulling Fizbo out. I'm very impressed at that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, yeah, again, it, it was helpful in my treatment for my, what, what was it, coolrophobia or something? I want to say chlorophobia because it sounded like chloroform, maybe. It sounds like something else, but yeah. Yeah, oh, it, may, it might have been C-L-O-U, because I remember, because I have captions on, when I read it, I was, I did not expect it to be the fear of clowns, because I expected yeah, yeah, that yeah. to be clownophobia. Um <laughs> Uh, so a- another part of this little side part of this episode is Ronnie has purchased Martin a new cane because she said, you know, he didn't need that old man cane. Like this cane works like just fine for him and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of setting the stage a little bit in that like, you know, Martin is kind of like aware that Ronnie is like aware of his age and like maybe looking for ways to make him seem a little younger perhaps like he thinks might be because she's not really interested in somebody a lot older and so she's trying to kind of make Martin seem a little younger um so when Fraser decides to startle Martin uh dressed up as a clown holding like what was it was was it a meat cleaver cleaver Yeah. yeah uh and Martin collapses and has a mild cardiac event that's uh, what they say yeah uh martin once he's home from the hospital is like we're not gonna tell ronnie uh you know she already she's already dating someone a lot older than her like she doesn't need to know about this she doesn't need to know everything that happens in my life and ronnie then ends up she'd been out of town she ends up coming home early from this trip and wants to like go out and eat ribs and all these things and mm-hmm. martin is like um, yeah, let me get my coat. Now, even though you just had this whole discussion about how he has to follow like a heart healthy diet and they have a list of foods that have a smiling heart next to them and he can't, <laughs> he can't have sex for two weeks. And what, what picture is next to that? I That's what that. Mal says. I think I wrote that down. Um, but, uh, they end up 
and and she sees like the flowers that have been delivered to Martin and that they say get well and Martin's like oh I got those for Fraser you know he hasn't been feeling well he's been having a man problem it flares up every now and then the look on Fraser's face and Niles's face was so good well, Martin always does something like that where it's not just like Fraser has the flu mm-hmm. or fr- it's like always something weird yes um, and it's, it's and I feel like it's it's typically emasculating too but well and so finally Ronnie is like what's going on? Like, I feel like you're keeping something from me or there's something on your mind. And Martin's like, tells her about the heart attack. And she says, is that it? No surgery home the next day. That's a bee sting. (laughs) And it turns out that like, I don't know if if it's that she had a heart attack or she was getting liposuction. And it sounds like maybe she like crashed on the table or something. She was like, do they use the paddles? And he's like, no, she's like, no paddles. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like something happened and she implied it's from like, plastic surgery or she says something like like i had a quack do my lipo or something like that yeah um and so that gives like martin a lot of like comfort because ronnie had come in talking about visiting her mom and how her mom was so old and couldn't do anything and they just sat there and like stared at each other and martin's been more sensitive about the fact that ronnie is dating him um mm-hmm. but i want to put a pause on that conversation because fraser and niles go into martin's bedroom to like unpack his stuff from the hospital and end up having like a really touching nice serious yeah. conversation yeah that i feel like is a very authentic conversation that siblings would have after one of their parents has a health scare oh my god someone's still firing off fireworks it is Jul- january 5th people anyway sorry you know epiphany is tomorrow some people just aren't that punctual um but they yeah they just have, i don't know I, I felt like it was such a real life conversation where fraser was talking about how you know used he is to coming used to coming home and having martin there in his chair and everything and like you know he they need like to appreciate the time he has with martin and everything um mm-hmm. and at one point like i, I was watching but i was also reading the captions and at one point it says something like niles is saying something and it says like voice breaking and I, you know i can't handle it if david hype <laughs> cries on screen <laughs> i uh i did like the bit of like yeah i don't i'm not sure if i'm going to come home and see da- that chair without dad in it and fraser's like oh i would get rid of it immediately <laughs> yes oh, i'd get rid of that chair immediately um but they they start saying stuff about how like they don't really want things to change around there, or that comes up a little later. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this is where the sneaky VIE mm-hmm. uh, comes in, because in their weird Martin way of like, well, you don't have. She's like, I thought you're gonna break up with me or pop the question, which is funny because that's when I proposed to Tara is what she thought I was either doing one those two things. And he's like, well, what if I did pop the question? And they kind of like, he like proposes to her in this weird passive aggressive well, way. He's, like, well, he's like, like, well, the first isn't happening and the second isn't happening. I wouldn't propose to you here. Like it would be like at a restaurant with white tablecloths. Mm-hmm. And then like, he's like, she's like, he's like, well, what would you say? And like, essentially like they get engaged and then they run in the room when Frazier and Niles are like, I'm glad nothing's going to change. And he's like, Hey, we're getting married. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, and, and Ronnie again, says, give your old mom a kiss. This episode, by the way, uh, Daphne only appears in the uh, post credits. The, the, uh, the, the, um, oh, is she, I guess she doesn't come to the hospital, does she? Huh? No, I think I read it on the, on the IMDb, but she only appears in the cold closing because she's, there's a bit where like Niles is like she's coming over to cook dinner and he's like oh I just got back from the hospital and then mm-hmm. I'm like I, I I hate the whole like Daphne can't cook thing like I don't know why it really bugs me because it's like someone made you a meal you should be a little happy even if it's not good but I think it's also just supposed to be like a dig at all of British food you know that it's all just like bland and um but yes the cold clothes is Daphne bringing out breakfast for Ronnie and and Martin or some meal and. She puts down two completely different meals, one in front of Ronnie and one in front of Martin. It's obvious that Martin's is like the heart healthy one. And mm-hmm. he convinces Ronnie to swap with with him. And then he tries hers and it's also bad. <laughs> it was very stupid. But what'd you give this one? You know, especially because it's a sneaky VIE. Um, I think I would give it seven meat cleavers. Mm. I I... I, I I don't even know what I was what I was gonna give it because 
I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to give it five, but I don't know what five something. Cause it was just so middle of the road to me. Like I was just so triggered and there was such big stuff in it that it just, I, I think five is the best thing I can give it because it is so not good, not mm-hmm. bad. Hopefully what comes out of here is some fun stuff next episode where they talk about the engagement and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I ended both episodes thinking I enjoyed these a lot more than I thought I would. Like I didn't see the Ronnie Martin engagement coming. Um, Mm -hmm. I I didn't have any idea what boo was about. Um, I thought it might be a Halloween episode, which doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. Same. Cause we had a Christmas episode recently. So that doesn't make any sense. But um, yeah, I just wasn't, I didn't know what to expect. Yep. Well, if you've got a thought on this episode, Craniacs, if you want to get at us and talk to us about Lori Metcalf, or if you're in need of a side table, uh, you can get to us at craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. Uh, we are Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. That's where we talk to y'all. That's where we post links, stuff about what we talk about. I'll probably put up the uh, Harold Ramis bit I was talking about earlier. But see us there. Uh, wherever you listen to us uh, for your podcast, give us a five-star review. Five stars is the highest review possible. Tell your friends about us. Subscribe, all that. Don't give us a four-star review. Instead of giving us a four-star review, Laurel, what should they be doing? Guys, season three of Starstruck has dropped and... Rose uh, Monte... Rose Montefeo, yes! Thank you. Uh, And so I first found this show in 2020. It was one of my pandemic shows. And I want to say the next season came out maybe in 2021 or 2022. Anyway, third season has dropped. I feel like it's the last season. It ends on a rather final note. Um, and it, it, to remind you of the premise, uh, a it's basically Notting Hill, but the genders are flipped. Like the guy is the movie star and the woman is the very normal person. Um, and it's all about them like trying to date and realizing they can't date, but they keep finding their way back to each other and everything. But it's also much smarter than that. Like she's a much more well-rounded character rather than just being like, well, I want to find a man. So it's, it's all very, <laughs> I don't know why I made it sound like George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I could just find a man, I could lasso the moon. <laughs> Especially because she's from New Zealand. I know. That was, that was very funny. George Bailey was a very good pull. I was like, what does that sound like? <laughs> but anyway, it's just, it's a really, it's set in London. It's a really sweet, charming, smart show. The episodes are like 22 minutes long. So it's all on HBO Max. I want to say there's six episodes per season. So you could easily like binge this, uh, the whole entire thing on like a Saturday afternoon. I mean, don't, because I, I really spaced it out. But when I got to what was the last episode of the season, I just saw that there was an episode that was 27 minutes long. And I was like, oh no. Oh no, is this it? <laughs> I, I I mean I don't think it's been official that it's the last season, but it's the la- I mean I feel like it's the last season. So anyway, Starstruck, HBO Max, or excuse me, Max. Um and yeah. Uh let me throw in like real quick, uh if you are looking for something a little darker, Tara and I have been watching Hannibal on Shudder, which oh. is very good. So very it's 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 crazy to see all the meals Hannibal Lecter prepares and you go, Oh my God, that looked del- delicious because in reality it's food, but uh-huh. in the context of the movie, it's somebody and it's always like, Oh, that looks really good. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> but we've been watching a lot of that lately. It's probably what I'm going to, I left to come record this in the middle of almost like, like what feels like it, it's like right before a really intense scene at the end of an episode. And mm. I was like, I gotta go record this. She's like, well, you pushed it back already. Okay, go, 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 go. So, but we're check that out. I, I'm sure I'm not the first person. If you're into those type of shows, there's no way I'm the first person to uh, recommend it to you. But until many, next time, how many seasons oh, of Hannibal were there? There were three. Okay, and it's fascinating because it's like as they go, they get more and more rights to the characters in the books. Oh, interesting. Because um, like the first season is all the characters from Red or the like main characters from Red Dragon. But it's completely like new stuff, and then eventually, and, that, and then more and more characters keep showing up. And I think by season three, they start doing stuff straight out of the books. Oh, interesting. Uh, I've, I mean, I've only ever seen Silence of the Lambs, and I've only seen it once. I haven't partaken of any other of the Hannibal lexicon. Red Dragon's pretty good. I haven't seen Hannibal. Um, I mean, they're not. None of them are Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is spectacular. Red Dragon is is a solid, you know, a, a solid 
B minus, but it's good. I mean, Silence of the Lambs terrified me. I don't know if I can ever see it again. So, oh man. So I don't know that because I read Dragon or Hannibal. Anyway, yeah, I, I, yeah. So, uh, so uh, check out those two shows. And uh, until next time, folks. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Laurel is the expert.